237 Star Lord of the Hollow Crown. My name is Eric. And I am Jason. Howdy do. Howdy do. Howdy do. How are you doing this fine summer day? Uh, I don't know. Yeah? Yeah. Well, why don't you know? Uh, haven't been feeling great all day. Went to bed at like 6.30 a.m. Oh. So. Yeah. In order to make sure that I can actually go to bed tonight, I didn't sleep very long. Uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm also a little bit hungry. Uh, just, uh, oh. yeah, things are going wrong. Oh, off. I'm sorry. <clears throat> sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. It's not all of it's your fault. All right. <laughs> None of it's my fault. Well, yeah, it is. What would part? Uh, the hungry part. I, I didn't feed you. I didn't put any food out. You didn't, uh, you didn't, uh, we, uh, we usually, uh, eat together, uh, prior to a podcast. At least, yeah, at least the movie ones, I don't yeah, know. I'd say most of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's no hard and fast rule. It's just kind of, we It's do. implied. Oh. Well, sorry, you're. So you're passing out from hunger here? No, I'm not passing out from hunger. Okay. I'm passing out from lack of sleep. Yeah. I'm just also hungry on top of it. I did see you wrestle a horse today. It's true. That must have been part of what got you uh, I'm pretty tuckered from Drained, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was wrestling the white horse, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. That's (laughs) why I keep nodding off. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, we were talking about horses. I've never been on a horse. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, and, you, you uh, had a weird experience with that. Yeah, I did. Uh, if by weird you mean severe allergic reaction, in which my face swelled shut, then yes, I had a very weird reaction. Yeah. The, like, do you remember it vividly? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it was your young... I years. was four. Yeah. yeah, maybe five. I was at uh, my my daycare uh, out out west in uh, Texas. <laughs> out west, <laughs> uh, both my parents worked in Ohio, so they dropped me in Texas. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's a drive, but you find a good sitter. Right, yeah. you stick with them. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so this uh, this daycare, uh, you know, it was during the summer, I believe, too. So uh, you know, there was always stuff going on because you know. Weather is nice. Well, that, you know, they had to deal with a bunch of kids right. all day long from right. morning until evening. <laughs> uh, unlike, you know, during the school year where they only have to deal with them from like three to six or something like that. Right. right. So, uh, you know, they planned many activities and uh, one day this activity was they were going to bring a horse around and then let all the kids ride them. And uh, so uh, I pet the horse, and I got on the horse, and as I was getting on the horse, I felt my face basically imploding. Oh, man. 
and uh, like I got super itchy and like I was scratching my eyes, which just made things worse. And uh, yeah, my my face basically swelled shut and I could not breathe, and so they had to call my mom, who uh, uh, had to rush me to the doctor. Wow, that's scary. Yeah, and I got a, a steroid shot and uh, cleared it all up. And they said, "Hey, don't go around horses because you are severely <laughs> allergic." Man, and, uh, never been near a horse since. Wow, so didn't did you go? I can't remember if you went with us. There was like a group of us that went to the state fair a few years back. If it was a group, then no, I did not go. <laughs> okay. Because I was going to say, there's definitely horses there. I couldn't remember if, like, if you were there, if you just, like, excused yourself. Nah, yeah. Also, uh, if it was a fair, I did not go. Yeah. <clears throat> um, no, I mean, I've been places where there are horses around. I just, you know, try to maintain my distance as much as humanly possible. Right. Yeah. So playing the video game today... Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Do, do do you get some sort of like anxious twitch whenever you your no. character hops on a horse? Okay. No. So it's not like that. No. Okay. Yeah. And also, horses are just dirty anyway. <laughs> They're. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that much about horses. So I don't know. I think they they make for good film. Like no. they look they look great on film. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, I don't know much about. The actual, you know, day-to-day life of a horse or my interaction therewith. Right. Uh, they shit a lot. And it's big, too. And yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. You saw a horse shit. Oh, yeah. Well, I saw a horse piss. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. But I have seen a horse shit before, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my parents uh, used to take me on vacation. Uh, well, obviously, they would go on vacation. I would go with them because I was a kid. Uh, to Michigan. And uh, we would often visit uh, this place up in Michigan uh, called Mackinac Island, which is a, uh, uh, there's like no electricity, or very little electricity there, like for the most part, uh, no cars, they just uh, use horses to get around, horses and bikes. Uh, It's a very like, you know, old, you know, historical landmark. Sounds awesome. It's kind of cool, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, they do have some electricity because it is a giant tourist trap. So, right. Know, yeah. they got to have a credit card machine. Right, yeah. And <laughs> also, you know, people do live there on the island as well. But uh, they definitely don't have cars. Uh, but they do get around by horses. And uh, so they have uh, an entire army of staff uh, dedicated only to cleaning up horse shit. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and so uh, one time we were... Uh, I don't know if we were just walking around or if we were actually in, like, one of the uh, uh, carriages, you know, horse-drawn carriages, right. you know, going around the island, uh, where, like, you know, but it was a situation where the horse stopped and then just in the middle of the street just dropped a massive deuce <laughs> right in front of a guy with a, a shovel and a pail. And, uh, like, there was one who was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And uh, the guy was just like, it looks like shit to you, but it's bread and butter to me. <laughs> oh. Now there's a silver lining kind of guy. You know? <laughs> He'd be good, like, in a crisis situation. Yeah. <laughs> so that didn't bother you, riding near no, a horse. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty it's much just touching. touching right. yeah. Yeah. 
How about if I say the word horse really loud? Horse! Nothing? No. Yeah. no. Okay. I just wonder what the hell's wrong with you. Right. Come here. <laughs> I I'd be I don't know I think I would be a little a little nervy about getting on a horse. Yeah. You know I don't think I would want to. I think they're pretty, but you know I think octopuses are pretty. Right. I don't, don't want to yeah. get on one of those either. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, even octopi. Sorry. Whatever. Even uh, before I found out that I was definitely allergic, you know, it just uh, always seemed to me like I never got why. Like, it seems like girls, especially, like the young girls, like, why they're so obsessed with, like, riding horses right. and stuff. I just... I think it's know. a masturbatory thing. Could be. You know? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. That and, like, they have pretty Little hair. girls ride in. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Send us an email. <laughs> that, that should be, like, 97% of our listenership, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was at the grocery when I was a kid, and I walked... We walked outside, and, like, they had... While we were in the grocery, they had brought this, like, pony... And it was outside, and you could, like, have your kid's picture right. taken on the horse for, like, five bucks. And even then, I was a kid, and I was like, that just seems wrong. Because I looked over, and that thing just looked like the saddest animal. Like, right. like if it could, if it was telepathic, it would have sent out the words, kill me. Right. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, man, this is, like, like, an awful existence. I imagine, though, most animals are just miserable. You think? Hell yeah, yeah. Like non-domesticated? Uh, just all animals. Really? Yeah. Domesticated and non-domesticated. My, my dog and cat seem happy. They just sleep and eat no, all no, of them. No, I've seen them. They look kind of sad. <laughs> really? You yeah. think? Uh-huh. There's, all they do is Every nap time I see Uma, she's just looking at me just like, you know, why is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a little anxious. She sure. gets that from my side of the family. <laughs> I think they're good. I think they're good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. This is the, the equestrian hour on the Gutter Trash Network. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for joining us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, so, uh... Star-Lord the Hollow Crown. Star-Lord and the Hollow Crown, yeah. He, yeah. He does not get around on a horse. No, he does not. No. Uh, he, he gets by on his uh, his own steam occasionally. Mm-hmm. And uh, has, a, uh, has, a, has a spaceship. Creatively named. Ship. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Because Chris Claremont. And, you know, you know, he probably had some sort of, like, name for it, like, YQXZ754. And he's like, no, wait a minute. Oh, my God, this is good. I'm gonna call it ship. That's fucking funny. Uh, as far as I know, not the first time that he had ever written a comic with a sentient uh, spaceship named Ship in it. Oh, well, well, this may be the first one, but it's not the only one. He was like, I can't let that go. Right. Uh, He's like, the people didn't respond right the first time. I gotta. I gotta bring that back in the limelight and right. maybe people latch on this time. I believe when he wrote X Factor, uh, he wrote uh, Apocalypse as having a sentient spaceship named Ship. Really? And then it eventually became X Factor's headquarters. Huh. Was that supposed to be a tie in, you think? I don't think so. No. Because mm. uh, I'd say Star Lord, pretty obscure from the 70s up until maybe six years ago. Right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of, uh, comics with him in it. 
I I'm sure I've seen some with him on the cover, and I didn't even know the name of the character. Right. You know, like in the last few years, the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, like the right uh, Annihilation stuff. Yeah, you know? that's pretty much where he made his resurgence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think prior to that, he appeared in a couple of issues of a Thanos ongoing that I don't know ever existed. <laughs> I remember but, Thanos, but apparently it did. I remember those. They're probably in our quarter box. Um, then there was a miniseries in like the mid '90s featuring a different version of Star Lord. Oh. And uh, I do remember, I think that's around the first time I ever heard of Star-Lord, because they reprinted, I believe, these uh, stories back then in the the mid-90s, or sort of tie-in. Because I remember seeing the John Byrne art, and thinking, that's weird. I I mean, I love John Byrne, especially at the time. Oh, yeah. And uh, I I didn't know that there was this character called Star-Lord that he ever worked on. And, uh, and, like, promptly forgot about it. Uh, and then I think years later I wound up seeing just, like, you know, Star-Lord art online, uh, like, drawn by John Byrne. Mm-hmm. Just thinking, oh, this must be one of those weird things that he worked on before he, like, broke in. Right. Yeah. But, no, it was a Marvel character. Yeah. Character. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Star-Lord. Star-Lord. And, and I'm looking here at the cover of this book, uh-huh. and it looks absolutely nothing like it. Anything that's inside of this book. Not a bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's got the giant-ass Guardians of the Galaxy logo at the bottom. mm mm-hmm. uh, Even though it has zero to do with that. Uh, other than the fact that Star-Lord is currently in the Brian Bendis-written Guardians of the Galaxy comic. Right. And, well, I guess he was in the previous Guardians of the Galaxy uh, oh, was it? as well. Was it? The Annihilation stuff. And the, and this cover just it looks like Ultimate uh, Star Lord. You know? Pretty much, yeah. You know, like even the design of the cover, it's got those stripes, like the Ultimate. Oh universe. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he does not look like uh, like if you showed me a picture of this guy and then a picture of the original version of Star Lord, I would have no idea that they're supposed to be the same person. Right. Zero idea. I guess characters evolve. I mean, uh, we found out last night. Uh, how Black Panther originally looked. It's true, it's true. <laughs> it was a little different. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, that was just a sketch. Okay. And uh, not how he actually looked by the time in, he in was... In the printed book, right, right. right. What was his name back then? Uh, the Coal Tiger. The Cold? Coal. Coal, like, okay, like... Yeah, like, like... Oh, okay, yeah. black as coal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're trying to find a way not to say that. <laughs> You're like, uh, like the thing that Superman crushes into diamonds. I was going to say the thing that you used to power trains. Oh. <laughs> Electricity. Drill over. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Coal. Many uses. But they probably intended it as black as coal right. because uh, 60 Stanley subtlety is just not an option. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what, Jack? What's real black? <laughs> Tell me something that's real black. He's like, I don't know, coal. He's like, that's it. The coal tiger. <laughs> uh, you know, characters can evolve, and, and, and that's fine, but uh, and then you can even change uh, the designs of characters' costumes. Might, some might say it's needed every it's ten years or so. A, yeah, I don't know about needed, but uh, it's neat to yeah. see some sometimes. 
but at the same time, like, uh, maybe you could still look at those two things and see the, uh, the through line. Right. Uh, but yeah, whatever this is on the cover is, uh, I mean, honestly, it's just a dude in a suit of armor. Yeah. With a little red circle where his, his heart should be. Right. Which I don't get what that means. But it looks kind of Iron Man-ish a little. A little um, bit. Ultimate Iron Man style. I know uh, Iron Man is part of the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, maybe he designed this suit. Could be. Yeah. Could be. He uh, could have maybe designed something that was uh, like a version of his uh, old costume to give it a tie-in. Right, right. Because, yeah. again, even in the, the previous Guardians of the Galaxy series where Star-Lord was the one of the main characters in there, he had a completely different costume, but at least you can look at it and see elements. Right. Yeah, like similarities in design. Right, yeah. uh, but but this has nothing. <laughs> so if anybody is buying this book for the cover alone, that, yeah, they're going to be disappointed. I think that's what we're getting down to. We're not just trying to slag on this cover because it's a fine it's, piece of artwork. Oh yeah, I, I think it's Ed McGinnis. Is it? I mean, it's not signed. I don't recognize this style. It's either Ed McGinnis or Steve McNiven. Hmm. I would assume... There it is. Uh, yeah, Ed McGinnis. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I would never have guessed. Yeah. Uh, does not all... Does not do any of the interiors either, because uh, most of these stories were done... Before the, he was born. Yeah, it could be. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how old that guy is. Yeah. He was probably a child. He was probably yeah. sitting on a horse with a puffy face when this was drawn. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh... uh I don't know why you're using that to... Because uh... <laughs> we were just talking about kids. And, uh... Uh, okay, I'll, I won't bring up any more traumatic childhood experiences. <laughs> uh. <coughs> um, yeah, so, so most of this is all from the uh, mid-70s, late-70s. Yeah. With, with a little bit of stuff from, like, early 80s. Yeah, because there, there was two issues of whatever the book was called, Marvel something or other. Premiere? Marvel Premiere. Yeah. And uh, this reprints those two, and I guess when they reprinted it later, Claremont and Byrne did a like a six-page end uh, bookend thing. Oh yeah, uh, Michael Golden was the artist of uh, the, okay. uh, of the, the added thing. pieces. So yeah, they they included that in here, and it was weird because it's like you read the two stories, and then you read the bookends for the story you just read. Right. Yeah. It's like, and like they don't. I mean, you. I mean, you. You know, you can figure out pretty easily. You're like, okay, What's I see. There, this right, went right. there, and that went there. But it's like they don't reprint it in any sort of like order, flowing order. Right, yeah. yeah, it's kind of Which, strange. I mean, it's weird because, I mean, like I'd like to say that I get why they did that in this book anyway. to keep it separate, or, right? Uh, and also because you know the the stuff that's reprinted from the Marvel premiere is all in black and white, and the the addendum pages are in color because I guess they did reprint you know the the Claremont story in color uh, with the with the Star Lord special edition in 1982. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't realize they did the color on that. I would assume. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I've never seen it. This is the the only version of this book I've read. All right. Uh, but uh, you know, it's like you could put those pages in there. You know, like in the order they're supposed to be. Right. You know, the three opening pages, you know, the John Byrne story, which is in black and white, 
and then the three Michael Golden closing pages, which is back in color, because it makes it would make sense. It would make sense it's because like, they're presenting then like that story as a flashback. Right. It's like Wizard of Oz or something. Exactly. It's like, it's yeah. Reverse. Yeah. It'd be like if someone's like, I, "That movie makes no sense. Some of it's in color and some's not. Why? Right. They yeah. never explain it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that would make sense if they would. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. It's weird. They could. They should have either. You know, put it in the right order, uh, and and possibly even they could have just, if they really wanted, if they were worried about making the other stuff look lame, they could have just gray toned it. Right. Yeah. You know, if they really were worried about that. Right. But I don't know. But it's or, fine as is. Yeah. I mean, Art wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. I mean, hell, they could have just reprinted the uh, Michael Golden stuff in black and white. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's what I'm saying. They could have just done that. Because, I don't know, I think most people that buy Marvel comics that would open this up like, what the hell, it's in black and white? Oh, yeah, that's eight, true. And it's $8? Right. And there's no ads? Fuck this! <laughs> uh, I don't think they'd be complaining about the no ads. Well, that's half the fun for some of those people. No, Re- you know, looking at those funny Axe body spray ads. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's excited about any of those ads. Probably not. Yeah, once they took away the sea monkeys and the submarines and the grit newspapers, ads aren't very cool anymore. Comic ads are pretty lame now. Yeah, they yeah. used to be great. Oh yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll read an old comic and you know spend half of the time you know reading the ad. Oh, there there is. A, I'd say a more than fifty percent chance if you buy a comic printed in the seventies, right? That uh, from Marvel or DC, especially that the ads are just as entertaining as the story inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like I'll read a comic from the '90s, and the only thing that I get stuck on is uh, VHS was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> or you see those ads in the back where, like, they're selling copies of X Force Number One for four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those mail order ads, yep. like Limit One. You're like, are you serious? <laughs> But uh, but yeah. Once we get past all these nitpicky things that we were confused or right. uh, unsettled by, I don't by. think we were confused. It was just—it's weird. It's an odd choice. Yeah, yeah, it's an odd choice for a cover and for a, a reprint of the thing inside. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so it's sort of split up, or it's not split up, but it's it's uh, the first. Appearance of Star Lord is reprinted first in the book, which which is makes makes sense. Oh yeah, Marvel preview. That's yeah, what Marvel it was. Preview number, number four. four. Uh, and that is written by Steve Englehart and drawn by Steve Gann, and uh, it's what thirty pages, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, yeah, thirty-five pages, something like that. Uh, and then the rest of the book, which is about. 60 pages worth of material uh, is done by Chris Claremont and John Byrne. And it is a uh, vastly different tone yeah. than that first three pages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and uh, I kind of liked the first one better. I definitely did, too. Yeah. I definitely did, too. Because it's darker uh-huh. and weirder. And I just... I honestly... I'm not familiar with Steve Gann, but I I like the art better in the right. first one. I mean, it just is very sweet looking. It's like got that old sort of 
Bernie Wrightson-ish kind yeah. of thing going. Who also does a pinup in this book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, does Jim Starlin. Oh, yeah? Which makes sense. Sure. All yeah. outer spacey stuff. The, the uh, Bernie Wrightson stuff, uh, not so much. Right, you maybe he just likes the guy's art. Yeah. Yeah. There's like swamps and, you know, stuff in the beginning. Sure. There's like a crack, uh, I think the... I think I think the alien crashes in the swamp or something. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, uh, you, were you familiar with Steve again before? I was not. This is the first time I've ever seen his yeah. album. Yeah, pretty good. Hell yeah, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, and I mean, obviously, not to say anything bad about the John Byrne art too, because mm-hmm. it's pretty great as well. I had heard of that guy. Yeah, John yeah, Byrne. Well, obviously, I've heard yeah. of that guy as well. Uh, but I mean, his stuff is great too. Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah, I kind of preferred the, the first guy. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, honestly, like the, the styles sort of fit those two stories pretty good though, because the first one is like, you know, kind of creepy and earthy. And then the second one is all like just in outer space and uh, it's very, you know, I think John Byrne's really clean line style lends itself to that sort of streamlined outer space kind of sci-fi stuff so yeah i think it works uh yeah so the first story is his origin story and it is kind of fucked up yeah and uh because uh i mean i guess we can talk a little bit about it because star lord is still fairly kind of an obscure character oh yeah but he's about to be thrust into your face oh yeah right into your face right all up in 3d probably probably and ibex yeah (laughs) watch out uh yeah the uh guardians of the galaxy movie is uh featuring him as the lead character Played by the dude from uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah. And, uh, Andy's his name? I can't remember. The dumb guy. The dumb guy. I can't remember his character's name. The actor's name is Chris Pratt. Okay. Chris Pratt. Because, uh, you know, I hate Parks and Rec. <laughs> right. So I try not to pay attention to <laughs> most things about it. It's a fun show. It is painfully unfunny. <laughs> what if they would have had uh, Ron Swanson play a... Uh, Star Lord in the movie. That's fine. That'd be that'd be cool. I mean, like as Ron Swanson though. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, Ron Swanson is the only good part of that show. <laughs> uh, but hey, that guy is the voice of Axe Cop. So I mean, is he really? You know, you can't get that's much pretty better cool. than that. That's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Sidebar: uh, the Axe Cop action figures in the new previews. Yeah. Um, there's Axe Cop, the actual cop, and then there's um, like. Like Mr. Doodoo and his Doodoo henchman or something. I forget right, right. who that is. And then there's some like donut with a unicorn horn. Yeah. Those right. are the those are the three that are gonna be in the first wave. So yeah, that's awesome. Kids, put those on your Christmas list. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometime this summer the X Cop animated series is gonna be on. So. Sweet. Yeah. With Ron Swanson's voice. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think Patton Oswald is doing a voice too. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Seems pretty awesome. But it's on great. top of the fact that it's Axe Cop, which right. is just awesome anyway. Yeah, yeah it is. Well, let's just talk about Axe Cop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, Chris Pratt is playing Star-Lord in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, directed by James Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. Who directed uh, Slither and uh, Super. 
Super? Which yeah. one was Super? Uh, Super is the one starring uh, Dwight from The Office and uh, Kitty Pride from The X-Men. Oh, Wars. yeah, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen Kevin it. Bacon as a bad guy. I have not seen that It's one. highly recommended by me. No? Huh. Cool. But you have seen Slither. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Yeah. I like yeah. that one. He wrote the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. yeah. So, so he knows what he's doing. Oh, well, yeah. I'm excited. I'm probably way more excited than I should be, <laughs> considering it's the Guardians of the uh, Galaxy. Is that why you wanted to read this? Uh, so, I kind of like Star-Lord. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I read the uh, Keith Giffen miniseries from uh, a couple years ago. Uh, part of the one of the many annihilation annihilation crossovers, right? Uh, which was actually sort of the prequel to the the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy series, the new series, which yeah. is selling really well. Well, not the new series, no. but the one prior to it. Uh, okay, I don't know how that one sold. I didn't pay attention. Right. <laughs> but the new one's doing well. Well, it's because Brian Michael Bendis is writing it. Steve McNiven drew it. And Angela's in it. And Angela's going to yeah. be in it. Going to be in it. Yeah. And Neil Gaiman's going to write an issue. I think we ordered like ten extra copies of that one. Right. Yeah. What do you care anymore? Yeah. More on that later. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked the uh, the Keith Giffen uh, miniseries. So yeah, that's the reason I bought this. Mm-hmm. Cool. And also, yeah, I do want to. I'm looking forward to the movie because James Gunn is involved. And John Byrne here. Yeah, John John Byrne's art looks really good in black and white. Yes, it does. Back in the day. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, huh. So the story? You want to talk about the story of this thing? Uh, sure, whatever. <laughs> You're not excited about the story of this? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, suddenly just hit a, a wall. Uh-oh. I'm just uh, kind of done now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Um... This is the worst episode we've done in a while. Oh, everyone is. This everyone is, is the worst in a while. I I did not really care for the story in here right. that much. Like, like, I I don't think it was bad. I just don't think it was up my alley. Really, right? Like, I like sci-fi that's either like the way this started off, just kind of weird and fucked up and right. crazy. I like sci-fi like that or funny, and and like especially the. The second half, the the Claremont Burn stuff, it was just, I don't know, it was just kind of there. Like, I thought it looked cool, but I thought it was way too wordy and well, a little boring, a little boring. What'd you What'd you think? I really like the first thirty uh, pages or so, written by Steve Englehart. Yeah, and uh, for the most part, I agree with you about the uh, rest of the story, the Chris Claremont story. Yeah. That it is pretty much just there. Yeah. Uh, and it contains every idiosyncratic quirk that Chris Claremont has that I find annoying as hell. Oh, like, like overriding. Overriding people with weird slang and accents and just calling each other dumb fucking nicknames for no reason. <laughs> it's a goddamn space opera. Why is the sentient ship calling Star-Lord Boyo? <laughs> Repeatedly. Yeah. Or Malove. Malove, yeah. 
Yeah. And everyone drops the G's at the end of everything that they say. <laughs> it is... I don't get why Chris Claremont insists on doing that in everything that he writes. Do you think it's like him trying to prove he's he's hip or something, you know? like. In- 1977 right. or whatever the fuck this was. He's like, boy, oh, that's what the kids say. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, I'm sure if he could, he would have thrown in somebody just randomly speaking or throwing in uh, German or Russian phrases for no reason. Because <laughs> they're in deep space. Of course they're going to have uh, Earth accents. That makes sense. I like that the guy's name is Kip. It made me, it reminded me of Kip Winger. And all of a sudden, like, the song, uh, Madeline got stuck in my head while I was reading this. That's all. This is like a terrible Winger song. Yeah, no, only one terrible Winger song. Uh, 17. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I, I read, did you read the, like, the, the, like, introduction thing that Englehart wrote? Uh-huh. Um, where he, he was talking about, astrology yeah Yeah. like he was getting really into astrology and and he he even said uh i forget if it was in this or i i like read the wikipedia page where he talked about it and he said um he was planning on like like a whole series of books like each one where star lord goes to a different planet right like like the mars one he would like go to have a war on mars and you know like something related to the astrology yeah yeah. exactly and i was like i like I mean, you know, maybe a little cheesy, but that's cool. He had some right. sort of big plan, and right. he basically, uh, did he get fired or what? Uh, I think they, because the, the intro to the Chris Claremont section, the editor basically says that he just got busy doing other stuff. Yeah, okay. And so he just was unable to come back and do more Star-Lord. Right. Uh, that's weird, though. Yeah, it is. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I found that interesting. I found that whole first 30 pages to be just super interesting, and right. I wanted to see what that guy had more to say, you know? Yeah, because it was really different. Yeah. And the hero was, like... An asshole. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and and that's what he said. He was hoping to, like, start him out as a very unlikable, like, shitty character. Yeah. Or not a shitty character, but, you know, a shitty person. Right. And uh, kind of build him and make him into this, like, hero by the end of the whole, right. whole series, not not the first story and it's like wow that's that's pretty cool right and then uh, this chris claremont comes in yeah this young upstart nobody <laughs> chris claremont without he, he doesn't even own a tarot deck and he's right. writing star lord <laughs> <laughs> and yeah they just sort of turn it into your generic sci-fi space opera which is not a thing i'm into right yeah uh I mean, yeah, I mean, in general, I just uh, try to kind of avoid that kind of stuff. Right. And, and yeah, it's just so clean and crisp and, and just everybody is just, golly gee, we're heroes. <laughs> right. It's very Buck Rogers or right, something. Right, yeah. Like, I, I like sci-fi that has, like, a horror tinge. Like, like not necessarily, like, you know, a slasher film in space, but, like, right. you know, although Leprechaun 4 was awesome. <laughs> but... But hey, I mean, happy July 7th. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it never ends. It's July. <laughs> it's like 30 days long. 31? I don't know. Yeah. 30. And, uh, Whatever. and, um, but yeah, it's like, it's like just kind of boring and just nothing really happens. I mean, they just, I mean, they do their things, but it's not like interesting or weird or funny or yeah, it's just, 
yeah, uh, it's just so straightforward. I mean, it, it honestly is like reading any of his X-Men comics where they go to, you know, the, the Shi'ar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, just like that. Right, right. And like every place where he could make it something interesting, he just turns it into a deeper cliche. And it's, <laughs> I, you know, over the last couple of years, I think I've realized I don't really like Chris Claremont's writing. Like, yeah. like I remember when I was a kid loving his X-Men stuff, but, yeah. But everything we've read, which is two or three things now, I don't two. know. Yeah, both this of them. The uh, Dead of Honor. The Star Trek. Star Trek graphic novel. They're both just, I don't know, I'm just like, I'm not a fan anymore. Yeah, I'm not either. Because, uh, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I loved this stuff as a kid on the X-Men. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he got fired from that book, and I... So I started reading Sovereign Seven. Oh yeah, the DC one. And like that was terrible, like from the jump. And then, uh, <laughs> and, but you know, I thought it was like, well, there's all these characters that I don't give a shit about, and at the same time, it seems like he's trying really hard to make them a lot like the X Men. He's and like, just like, I'm just gonna make my own X Men. Right. Yeah. And so it just it was, you know, just you know, it just came off as lame. Right. You know, and then. You know, eventually when he went back to the X Men, I was like, "All right, here we go." You know, Chris Claremont back where he belongs, <laughs> and I read those, and I was like, "These are terrible." <laughs> and what's he, does he still write? He does not do anything. Yeah. He is under contract by Marvel. He gets paid by Marvel, uh, but uh, he does nothing. Oh, well, there's Marvel. a gig. Oh yeah, there's a gig. But you know, I'm sure he wants to be doing something. So he's not allowed to like do a Dark Horse book. Without fulfilling his Marvel contract I first. I guess not, yeah. Uh, they just have him on staff as... Maybe he's ghostwriting. Like, maybe he is uh, uh, the guy that writes Axe Cop as Micah. Like that. <laughs> Axe Cop is not a Marvel book. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's, he's going under assumed oh, name yeah, so he yeah. can so he can write. <laughs> no. Except Axe Cop is good. Yeah, yeah, there'd be no way. Chris Claremont you know, has not been good in 20-some years. Isn't that funny that there's no way Chris Claremont could write as well as that five-year-old kid? It would be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> or He's probably like 10 years old by now. But. Right. I think, uh, I think Chris Claremont could still be a good writer if he just lost all the stuff that makes him Chris Claremont. <laughs> all right. Which is just the heavy-handed dialogue. Oh, so much. Uh, the, 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 yeah, just the, the weird, shitty quirks that I kept mentioning. You know, the, the things that, you know, I mean, I mean, even in the X-Men, when I loved it, it would still bother me. Like, you know, why would Nightcrawler just blurt out something in German for no reason? <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> you know, like, this book is, like, even the Claremont section itself is broken up into, like, four chapters or something. And, and there's a couple of those where, you know, it's like a splash page when the chapter starts, right. and there's like a block of text, yeah. at, like kind of setting up the scene, and you're like, okay, I'll slag, slag through it. And then you read that, and you like, you, your eye loops over a little bit, and you're like, oh, there's another giant block of text on the same panel. Right. Like just adding unnecessary information to start the scene. It's like, okay, okay, we can get this started. Right. And then there's like a third one. Um, I, I think I'm, I think I'm remembering this correctly. I don't know. I don't know if I can flip through and find it, but. Um, it just seemed so unnecessary. I think for a guy who, I mean, admittedly, this was probably towards the beginning of his career, 
but still, you know, for someone who, you know, lived, breathed, and worked in comics, that he would realize it's a visual medium Yeah, <laughs> right. I know. Like, the story has to flow. I can't find it. They're all like that. Yeah. Like, everyone I've looked at had, like, four bucks of text, but it's not the one I was looking for. But, right. but yeah, yeah, it's like, there has to be, yeah, he should just write novels, you know? I mean, he I, has. You know, he's got a series of novels out there somewhere, but, you know, uh... Yeah, every comic that he writes is, is exactly like this, though. Right. You know, it's just full of captions and dialogue and thought balloons. Oh, yeah. All describing the same thing that's visually right there <laughs> in the panel. Right, yeah. You know? It had to be frustrating for the artist because I'm sure, in addition to seeing all that text, there's a note from Chris Claremont saying, here's what you should draw in this panel. Right, yeah. It's like, no shit, I just read it. Right. Yeah. Well, at least back in the day, though, it was all Marvel style. So, you know, he was just writing oh, yeah. the plots, and then the artist would break it down. However. And then he would, oh, then he would right, go back and yeah. add the text. Yeah, that's right. So it's basically as if, you know, he had the pages and then still didn't trust the artist to right. be able to convey what was happening. He's like, no one's going to understand that. Right. Uh, and I mean, you know, not that John Byrne is a great human being either, but, uh, you know, I can see why he really hates Chris Claremont. Oh, do they not get along oh, anymore? they do not. They work together a lot, though. Oh, they? yeah, they did. Uh, like, even before this, they did Iron Fist and Power Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot Iron Fist. I think they did a couple of other things here and there before finally working on X-Men together. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, like, yeah, John Byrne does not like a Chris Claremont. Hmm. Uh, part of it is that he's just pissed off that he is forever going to be associated with him. <laughs> And uh, second of all, second off that he, I think he feels that Cliss Claremont is a terrible writer and that uh, he always felt he knew what was best and Chris Claremont would just ruin it. Right. Yeah. Huh. There seems to be a lot of those partnerships over the years at Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> where the artist is like, this writer guy, I could do this better than him. You know? <laughs> uh, hmm. But yeah, it was... Yeah. I mean... It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't necessarily, even after we settle that, I don't necessarily think it was bad. It's just... Yeah, I don't either. It's just not for me at all. No, yeah, it's just... It's not fun. No. Yeah, like, like the... Yeah, the, the Englehart story is kind of fun because it is just... Weird. Like, yeah, it's weird. And then, like, you, you start reading it and you're like, why the fuck is this happening? <laughs> yeah. Just because everything is just so twisted and mean-spirited almost <laughs> right yeah which i love in comics oh yeah i do too superhero comics yeah well i mean sometimes uh well, yeah i mean you don't want it, it works here yeah exactly you don't want spider-man just to be an asshole you right know, yeah yeah um <laughs> but then yeah like i said you know the the chris claremont story kicks off and it, everything is just so straight down the middle oh yeah and uh <laughs> And then they change the origin of the character, so it's you know not quite as mean spirited anymore. Right, right. The character himself is just you know straight up heroic for the most part oh, you yeah. know, at the beginning, uh, and then you know yeah it just turns into just a dumb soap opera. With super cliches, yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know like I'm your father kind of stuff. Yeah, like. I don't mean kind of stuff. I mean that that's happens. exactly yeah. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So speaking of that, 
like I wanted to try to research this and I couldn't find anything about it. And, and I know that you're a huge fan, so maybe you can help me a little figure out the timeline, maybe. Yeah. Uh, because there is a ton of shit in the Chris Claremont story that feels like it is specifically ripped off of Star Wars. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, there's even a character that's called a Sith Lord in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, you know, yeah, there's a revelation about someone's uh, father. Right. Uh, you know, so, so when did Empire come out? I, I don't Empire remember. was uh, 80. 80? Yeah. Okay, so this is actually then before Empire. Yeah. But after Star Wars, right? right? 77 was Star Wars. Yeah. This was 70. Was this after 77? Oh, man. I think the Englehart story was 74. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think it was earlier. But the Claremont story maybe was. 77? Um, um, Marvel preview number four was 1976. Okay. So that that was the first one. Right. So yeah, then so the Claremont was, was after Star Wars. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Because yeah, cause they, like, it's like, kind of right at the same time. Right. Huh. And I know that in the Chris Claremont text piece, he talks about how he was influenced by Robert Heinlein. Yeah. And uh, I did read something about it where... Robert Heinlein sued Marvel, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, because of this. Because on the cover, they they put like in the in the vein of a Robert Heinlein book, and he's like, right. "Fuck that!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I just kept getting a weird Star Wars vibe throughout the entire yeah, thing, for sure. For the Claremont part, right? right yeah, 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 yeah. The first part almost seemed like, yeah, Swamp Thing in outer space <laughs> right. with pissed off, you know? Right, right. <laughs> With with Aspergers, uh, I call him Space Batman. Space, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, cool to look at. It's cool to look at. I mean, the art is gorgeous throughout, all, all the way through. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, like like I said, the Steve Gann stuff is is amazing. Just because I've never heard of that guy before. Yeah, I'm gonna look him up and see yeah. what else he's done. But I mean, the John Byrne stuff is equally as gorgeous and. Mm-hmm. Probably some of his best stuff. I, like I said, his stuff looks awesome in black and white. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I kind of got tripped up a couple of times just, you know, staring at some of these giant panels and like, right. you know, these are amazing. I mean, you know, like when I was growing up, I loved John Byrne. You know, uh, he was definitely in my top five favorite artists of all time. You know, as a kid, and uh, you know, nowadays I think he's not so great. Yeah, I mean. I kind of appreciate his looser, sketchy stuff that he's right. you know, kind of grown accustomed to, but it's not it's not the same. Right, you know? and uh, I think, yeah, I mean, maybe his X-Men stuff is better than this, I don't know, but I haven't seen that in black and white. But I've seen this in black and white, mm-hmm. and it's pretty fucking great. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. So, uh... So, yeah, I mean, if you're interested in the Star-Lord character... I guess it's fine. You know, I'm yeah. kind of glad I read it though because I I've never read anything Guardians of the Galaxy related other than I read the Rocket Raccoon miniseries. Right. Um, but I'm mean, I'm sure I'll see the movie. So that'd be this is nice to have a little bit of background on right. somebody. I think you might really like the uh, the Keith Giffen series. Mm-hmm. I mean, on top of the fact that it's a Keith Giffen series, it's hard to go wrong with Keith Giffen. Right. Uh, you know, and it is setting up, you know, what the Guardians of the Galaxy basically is, like, with a lot of the same characters. 
then I have the first uh, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning Guardians of the Galaxy trade, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's humorous and, and sci-fi and, and neat. Uh, definitely taking uh you know the ball from Keith Giffen and running with right. it. Uh, I, I don't know a thing about the Bendis version, and I have very little interest in it. Right. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah, I'm definitely going to see the movie. Was it this year? Or next, next year. year. Next year. Next year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris Pratt as Star Lord and Michael Rooker as one of the original members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Uh, from, oh, like the Jim Valentino. Wow. And, and before that, you know, like probably the big guy with the gun, probably. Uh, the guy with the mohawk. Okay. Uh, is Rocket Raccoon in the movie? Uh-huh. Oh, that's oh, sweet. Yeah. Awesome. And Groot. Awesome. And uh, I think uh, Gamora. And uh, I think that was it mm. that I could remember. Cool. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Mm. Looking forward to it. James Gunn, he's good. Yeah. Seems like. Yeah. I'm a fan. Star Lord. Yeah. The Hollow Crown. The Hollow Crown. Yeah. Not. Not. Not awful. Not awful. Not, not for amazing. Me. Not for us. No. For the most part. Right. It would be interesting, like, if Steve Englehart, is he still alive? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. If, uh, if he still did, uh, I know one of the uh, old school famous comic Steves has died, but is that Steve Grant or, um, or Steve somebody... Steve Ditko is still around. Steve Ditko is still around. Um, who, yeah. who created uh, Howard the Duck? Oh, yeah, Steve Gerber. He's gone. Steve Gerber. That's yeah. the one. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. gone. Yeah. So, yeah, gone but not he... forgotten. Huh? Gone but not forgotten. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. we almost forgot him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> gone but almost not forgotten. <laughs> so, yeah, Steve Evelhart, I think, is still alive. He should... Uh, be interested to see if he would ever want to do, you know, like what his original plan with Star Lord was. I wonder though if it's, I mean, it's been like almost 40 years if he's like, oh, I'm nearly not into astrology anymore. Right, I just yeah. was kind of dating this hippie girl and right. yeah, just <laughs> trying to get in her pants. Yeah, that's true. We're, we're all not the same people we were 40 years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right, let's take a break. Let's do that.
Crash. Hi. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, we can get married now. Yeah, that's right. No, we can't actually. We can't? No. Not here at least. Not here. Yeah. yeah. Not in Ohio, as far as I know. Which is weird. You have a gay couple friend uh, who got married. Did they get married here? In Ohio. I watched it. Huh. Yeah. That's, I mean, how did that happen? Um, we, we did it in secret. It was, a, it was an underground layer. Okay. <laughs> no, I think it was more of a, like a union ceremony type okay. thing. And, yeah. but there was, they're like, there was a preacher there. He did the, right. the ceremony. ceremony. So, yeah. I don't know. But I mean, are they legally married here? Or yeah, I mean, are they recognized as a couple? I think so, yeah. Okay. I think yeah, so. They, they can file their taxes jointly and get on each other's health care plans. And I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, they somehow circumvented the... Uh, however they bucked the system. Right. You know, uh, good on them. Yeah. Uh, at least now, though, the Supreme Court will allow them to continue to be married and uh, recognize them as a legal couple. Right. So, that's good. Yeah, yeah. it is good. I, I'm... Just confused how, like, it seems like some 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 of the thinking is like a hundred years behind. Oh yeah, of like, course. Like you just look around, and you're like, okay, we're pretty modernized as a society. Right. Like, are there really people that just can't get behind gays being a couple anymore? Right. Like, like well, what is the big deal? Right. Like, who are they hurting? And like, how is it affecting you? You know. Oh. Or, or even. You know, well, I mean, yeah. like their whole like you know point of view is that like, oh my God, it's the dissolution of the institution of marriage. Right. You know, next thing you know, we'll all be marrying cats and cockroaches. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, no, <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah. At least, at least not for twenty years. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like cats, but <laughs> kind of assholes when it comes to being in a partnership. But what if there was like you met a really rich, <laughs> really rich cat? That would, like, let you be, like, you know, it'd be like your sugar kitty. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I mean... Like, you stay at home, draw all day, like... And it goes out and does money right. and treats me nice. Uh, all you gotta do is, like, keep a warm saucer of milk out for right, when yeah. it gets home. You know, I, I could get into that, yeah. sure. Right? I, I'd go for a sugar kitty. <laughs> <laughs> but... But yeah, no, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad uh, yeah, I mean, you know. it's, you know, it only seems right. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. What, what's <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> it's just bizarre to me. It's like, whose business, how is that anyone else's business other than, that, than theirs? Right, yeah. It's nobody's. Exactly. We shouldn't even be talking about it. <laughs> right, because we're... Who cares? Yeah, because we're, we're just two dudes. We're also just dumb. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um still can't believe we can let blacks vote though. <laughs> I know. No. <laughs> I was like, should I play along? I I don't even know. <laughs> People would confuse that as this just, you know. Because people are are that stupid out there. They're oh, yeah. they're like like oh, I am for gays. Yeah, that's cool. But blacks, no. Right. It's like, I mean, I've met people that that I'm like, wow, this person is really open minded, and then and then they say something about you know like gays that that they're like. Right. And I'm just like, how can you be that backwards in one element and 
pretty right on in most other. I just I couldn't let us, you know, continue to be a positive force <laughs> for anything. <laughs> right. I just had to bring it down with my terrible joke. <laughs> I, I saw someone funny today. <laughs> uh, I was I was uh I was walking my dog this morning at nine a.m. Yeah. This is a Sunday. Yeah. 9 a.m. It was, uh, two and a half hours after I went to bed. <laughs> right. And, uh, I was walking down the street and I see a, a fella approaching on the sidewalk, like, you know, gonna pass us uh-huh. as we walk. And so I, you know, like kind of wound him in a little bit so she wouldn't, like, jump on him or whatever. Right. And we got over to him. As and, you do. And, yeah, I always do that. Right. And whenever we got close to him, he was like, oh, pretty, it was pretty doggy. And he, he wasn't trying to pet her or anything, but he right. was like, he stopped to like look at her, so I kind of stopped for a second, right. and I realized I'm like I looked over at him and like I recognized this guy. He used to bring his kids into uh, my work, uh-huh. uh, Mavericks, to buy cards or whatever, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen him in a long time. And uh, and I look over at him and I'm like, I th- think this guy is drunk right. because just like the way Stuff he was standing right. and like talking, yeah. And he just seemed a little odd and really loose, you know? Right. And I was like, no, this is 9 a.m. on a Sunday. Then no. And then, um, and he's like talking to me for a second. And then he pulls a flask out of his pocket and then, uh, says something about it, like makes a comment about it. And then, uh, just walks on down the, down the sidewalk. Right. And I was like, huh? 9 a.m. on a Sunday. It's a holiday weekend. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, just, uh, probably nonstop since Thursday. Possibly. But I was like, it just took me by surprise. (laughs) I mean, haven't you ever... I mean, I've done this, and you know me. I barely leave the house, and I don't want to talk to people. But, you know, I've been at a friend's house or at a party where I've gotten so drunk and that even by the next morning, I am still drunk. Oh, okay. Okay, and you walk home with your flask still in your pocket? Sure. Maybe that's what happened? Could be. I like that a little better because, like, it made me kind of feel bad. I was like, oh, man. Like, I was like, like, in my head, I'm creating these scenarios. Like, I haven't seen him in years with his kids because he's, you know, become this alcoholic and, like, his kids are taken away from him. And, like, I'm just (laughs) thinking about all these things. I'm like, oh, my God. So I hope he's okay. I'm sure he's fine. He's probably passed out right now. Probably. Because that was like 10 yeah. hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What else? What else? What do you got going on? Um, somebody threw a beer can at me yesterday. What was it? Whatever it was this guy. It could be. <laughs> Wait, how early was it? Uh, it was about 3 o'clock. Oh, he was already passed out, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just, uh, you know, the listener might know that I, I live right across the street from a grocery store, and uh, I was just walking over there to, to grab some, some lunch, and uh, uh, the traffic was, was kind of heavy right in front of the, you know, on the main road there, and uh, so I was just waiting to cross, and uh, some guy just... Tossed out an empty beer can right at me <laughs> as uh, he drove past. <laughs> That's terrible. Man, pe- the listener's going to think Dayton is just... Well, I mean, correctly think that Dayton is just full of alcoholics and ne'er-do-wells. Yeah, it is. <laughs> They're not wrong. <laughs> oh. 
That's too bad. Hey, he's a kind of a natural light. Oh, well, hey, at least he's doing the light beer. Right. He's watching his figure. <laughs> uh, it was. It happened too fast. I couldn't see if it was the uh, driver or the uh, passenger. Oh, it was the driver. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's awful. Uh, yeah, that's about the only uh, only thing that's happened here. Huh. It was Fourth of July, and I did nothing because nobody invited me anywhere. Aww. So uh, you know, yeah. Well, I, I don't do Fourth of July style stuff, or I would have invited you. I don't do Fourth of July Fourth of July style stuff either. But uh-huh. uh, you know, some people do a cookout. I like to eat free hot dogs. Yeah. I watched Independence Day with my girlfriend. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Uh, she vetoed your choice of documentary. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. It's Independence Day. I might as well watch ID4. You know, that's a fun movie. It's a really fun yeah, movie. It's related to the holiday. I, I just, like, I've gone on this kick because she's got, you know, Netflix streaming mm-hmm. and, uh... Every time I go over there, I'm like, wow, we should watch a documentary. Because there's like a thousand documentaries on there I want to see. Mm-hmm. So I just think of that every time I go there. But, but. I got Netflix streaming. We usually just watch uh, nothing <laughs> or Get a Life. <laughs> well, Get a Life is better than any documentary I've ever right. seen. Yeah, she told me that. She was like, yeah, Jason said, let's watch a documentary. And I was like, well, what is wrong with that kid? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Don't worry, I was quickly watching Randy Quaid and uh, Will Smith movie. Uh, Very good. I, I, le- I leveled off. It was good. Yeah, so uh, what's going on new with you, maybe? Nothing Nothing really. I mean, uh quit Mavericks this week. What? <laughs> that was kind of probably the biggest thing that <clears throat> happened. These words that you just said, they're, they're not registering with me. Uh, I, yeah, me neither. Like, I don't think I quite... Like, I, I keep waking up going, I dreamed I quit Mavericks. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't, like, just storm out and quit. I put in my two weeks' notice. Right. So I'm still there for a couple of weeks. <clears throat> but, um, yeah. I, I, uh, and you could go back, because you left on good terms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually asked me, like, he's like, that's fine, but could you work, like, a couple of shifts for a couple of months <laughs> if we need you? Um, so yeah, um, yeah, it's weird after more than two decades of working there, uh, I got a, I got a real job. Wow. By real job, you don't really mean a real job. It's not like a, a number crunching nine to, well, it's kind of a nine to five. It's a, it's a day, day job, 40, 40 hour week kind of day job. But I mean, you're not. You know, <laughs> dealing with the general public or, no, no. you know, providing any kind of useful service or anything like that, right? Actually, I, I, I am. I am. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, do you help in any way, you know, progress the military industrial uh, complex? I, yeah, probably not. That's not a real job. <laughs> Although I can see uh, Rat Pad Air Force Base from my new job. Yeah. So. That's, I, mean, I can see that from my parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, so what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to be doing some more art instruction. Possibly regular 
scholastic instruction. Uh-huh. Uh, you never went to college. I never did. Well, I did. You've never graduated. I've never graduated. Um, but yeah, it's a place that's like a transitional school between high school and college for developmentally disabled. And oh, okay, I get and, it now. And they because uh, you're in that transitional phase too. <laughs> I am. I have lots of experience with a uh, dealing with the mentally challenged. Mentally challenged. I've worked Magic at Mavericks forever. Um, no, I. Uh, you live with your mom. I live with my mom. Are you saying my mom is mentally challenged? No, I'm saying that you are in a transitional phase. Uh, oh. Since you were 18. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I can totally relate to a transitional, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah. That's that. And that's pretty much it. I'm going to, I'm going to try it. See what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of what I've been doing for two years as a side job anyway. Right. Um, or year and a half, whatever. But yeah, but this will be a little more often and a little more hands on and like, you know, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm proud of you. Thank you. It's going to change everything, and I don't think we could be friends anymore. Uh, right, right. Well, obviously. But I am still proud of you, and I will miss our friendship. <laughs> what? So, yeah. this is the final episode of Get a Trash. Right, well, yeah. Well, no, I guess still oh, got two weeks. Still got two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Because, yeah. <clears throat> um. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to be able to steal any more books. I know. I know. How am I going to do this? Right. I'm I'm gonna just like get stuff in the library all the time. <laughs> that Washington Centerville Library actually has a ton of good graphic novels. Right. They've got like shelves and shelves of them. I think that's one of the libraries I'm not allowed to go to. <laughs> You're so cool, <laughs> <laughs> ladies. He's banned from all the libraries. He's a bad boy. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, you've, uh, almost since, uh, since you and I have been uh, doing this, you have, uh, talked about, uh, your dream of one day quitting Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, at least ever since the, the magic explosion. Right. Uh, so, uh, you finally did it and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to have to close my file at Mavericks now. <laughs> I will eventually do, like when my store credit runs out, probably. Right. <clears throat> I was uh, I was doing my uh, well, I mean, not that I'm uh, buying a ton of stuff there anymore, but I still have my file. And right. I still pull a couple books. You, from you still you still help the cause there. Right. Uh, but uh, like I have, <clears throat> I think three comics on my pull list at Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which uh, is just because, like, I don't know when the hell it ever comes out. Uh, Aliens vs. Parker. Oh, yeah. I, uh, uh, number three comes out this this week, I think. I thought it came out last week. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I hope you put it in my pile. I didn't. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I think it was on our list for next week. Okay. Uh, then uh, The Five Ghosts, uh, which actually uh, I just needed, like, two issues pulled for that. And then I started ordering it through my... My mail order service. Through your real place. Right, yeah. Uh, where I get a uh, much nicer discount. Uh, and don't have to deal with uh, magic people smelling up my air. Uh, and then mind management, which is like, you know, it's like this is the one book that I'm going to support at Mavericks. And that's, you know, like, yes. 
So as, as, as long as that book's come out, that that is where I'm going to get it from from Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except yesterday, I did my order for uh, September, and I had to add my oh. management back. Uh oh. So you're still going to get one in August from Mavericks? Oh uh, yeah, because uh, also there's like two issues of Captain Marvel and Avengers Assemble that I don't have pre-ordered yet. Uh-huh. So I'm going to have to get those at Mavericks as well. Right. Uh, but then yeah, I've, I have made sure now that. Uh, I, I will no longer be getting wow. any uh, monthly anything from Mavericks. It's crazy. It's uh, crazy. So, uh, yeah, as soon as I'm done doing that, and I buy, uh, so I think I have like three trades in there somewhere. Right. And as soon as I buy all those, I'm done. Wow. Me and Mavericks were no more. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I've been uh, shopping there since 1997. I've been shopping there since 85. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that just to like you know compare and contrast with you because you're gonna win no matter what. Uh, no, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. Gonna. But no, I mean, I, I've been shopping there. Yeah, you know, like, like long before you and I were friends. Right. That I mean, that was my comic shop, and uh, now that you're no longer gonna work there, it's it's weird. I am no longer gonna shop there. Man, well, I, that makes me feel kind of good. I guess I don't know. Like, like, like you come in just for me now. I guess, but. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be strange. Yeah. I'm super excited though. Um, like I said, I'm super proud of you. Mm. You did it. I did it without a suit, even. It's upsetting. <laughs> so upsetting. You should have seen me. I, I had, I literally, I YouTubed how to tie a tie, and uh, before I went to my job interview, and it took me like, I just, I put on like, I, I was trying it, and I did it like three times, and every time it was like. It came out like, you know, the tie is like three inches long instead of right. 12 inches or whatever. <clears throat> and, uh, and I was just getting frustrated. So I was like, I regrouped. I put on my favorite Pandora station. I was like, took a deep breath and I was like, okay, I can do this. Cause it was like 20 minutes before I had to be there. Right. And it's like a 15 minute drive. So I finally got my tie tied right before I drove out there. <laughs> and I wooed him. I jazzed it up. That's cool. You should have worn a suit. <laughs> but what, see, but, Maybe they wouldn't have given me the job if I had the suit because they were like, oh, this is way too much. Yeah. Well, maybe they would have told you how much they're going to pay you if you were wearing a suit <laughs> instead of just hiring you and you have no idea what you're going to be making. Yeah, you know, at least minimum wage, I assume. <laughs> well, uh, you're living with your mom. <laughs> right. I, I wouldn't be able to live on uh, minimum wage if I lived with my parents. <laughs> you would? I would. Yeah. yeah. Which... May be happening. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I am in a bad situation. Oh, uh, so, well, there's a position open in the Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> you have to know a little bit about magic. <clears throat> I know how to pull a quarter from behind your ear. Well, that's pretty magical. <laughs> yeah. That's mm. awesome. Yeah, so that's probably going to be my big news for the week, I yeah. would imagine. That's, that's pretty big news. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was. T- I think I told you this last night. I did two things I've never done before, and I did them both this week. I, I quit a job and had a job interview. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that was different. Yeah. Yeah. But uh. You feeling alright? I am. You know, I like I. I kept expecting like, to to like have a a little sensation where I'm like, what am I doing? Right. You know, I can't change and uproot my rep- 
repetitive, stagnant existence like this. Right. But so far, I've I've just been like hills, yeah, for like four or five days now. Yeah, I mean, you, you did work there for twenty some years. No. Oh. Uh, I mean that's 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 a thing. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, uh, I mean, very few people on our age <laughs> right. ever say that. <laughs> Most people. Own, most people. Most yeah. people own a Buckeye Golden Buckeye card that could say that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I have AARP mail. Yeah. I mean, I've uh, I've worked at my current job for seven years uh, as of next week. And uh, that's the longest I've ever stayed at one job. And I'm looking to get out. Yeah. But at the same time, I am afraid. Yeah? Yeah. To, ch- to change or yeah. of what you'll have to change to? Uh, both. Because yeah. I don't know what I'm good at anymore. I don't know that anything that I do at my current job is anything that I'm qualified to do anywhere else. There's a lady that comes in Mavericks that gets paid to go to the green and watch movies. Really? Yeah. And, and I want to do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I would even put up with bullshit people sitting behind me or next to me. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll ask her if I see her in the next couple of weeks. Like, how do you get in that on that gig? Right. Yeah. But I know like, there are people who do like secret shopper things. All right. You know, where we're and I mean, I mean that is a thing at movie theaters too, where you go in and you know you get paid to be there, but you're also supposed to make sure that all the employees are doing the things that they're supposed to. And when you go to the concession stand, that they give you the uh, mandated spiel that they're supposed to give you the upsize thing right, yeah, for fifty cents more, you can get a large and you know, blah blah blah, and. uh because <clears throat> I've, I've had to deal with them back when I dealt with customers, uh, and you know, yeah, you'll you'll get written up if you don't do it right. That's kind of fucked up. Oh yeah, it is. <clears throat> hmm. I remember when I worked at the hotel, I had to deal with one, and they called right at a time where just everything was going wrong. And also, I worked third shift, so basically. Nobody ever called. So this woman calls, you know, wants to set up a reservation, but I couldn't set up a reservation for her because everything was broken. And I tried telling her this, and she refused to listen to me, and then I got mad at her, and I just told her flat out what was happening. And then she was like, you know, this is a secret customer call. And I was like, I don't care. And I hung up on her, and then I got in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, she's like, she's like, I, she's like, you, you realize, even though you're having a bad night, uh, and I don't really have to be calling right now. I'm just doing it to add stress to your job. Right. Yeah. 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 It was like a, at that point, I was like, then, I mean, if you're not even a real customer, and I've told you that there are issues happening and that I can't deal with you, the fact that you keep insisting, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because at that point, why am I even going to pretend to be nice anymore? Right. She's just sitting in her house getting right. paid to harass you. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it's a thing. You can do that. <laughs> I'm going to find find out how to get in on that. Oh, yeah. Well, I wish you luck. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know things get stagnant after a while. Like, yeah. like I don't think I'll stay at this job more than, I'd say, 18, 19 years, this new one. <laughs> I'm going to cut it a little short, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, of course, you know, that means that in 1819 years you have to find a completely different uh, career to go into. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure by then that'll, I'll, I can, like, there's, like, all these new technologies I could just, right. you know. Computer programming. Yeah. Or something, just something you've never had any experience right, with. Right, right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not so much that the job is stagnant, it's just that I can't afford to keep working there. Oh, uh, okay, right. Well, that's even worse, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the job is kind of stagnant, but, you know. The main thing is that I can no longer actually afford to go to work. Because well, you drive quite a ways. Yeah. Right. Just my bills are piling up and I'm out of control and dying. Huh. Well, hopefully the art commissions will start rolling in. That would be nice. It's not going to happen. You got one this week. I yeah. got one. That bought me a sandwich today. Yeah. See? See, you're no longer a starving artist. You're a... Yeah. Halfway fed artist? Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, I've got one commission that I have done that uh, I would like to get paid for, but the guy refuses to email me back. And it's for a thing that I cannot sell to anyone else ever. Because it's very it's personal to him. Very personal, yeah. Right. It's super customized for that guy. And he refuses to get back to me, so I hope he's dead. Because <laughs> otherwise, there's no fucking excuse. Well, what if he is dead? Good. Then I can totally understand why he won't get back with me. <laughs> well, that's very understanding of you. Because <laughs> who would expect him to if he was dead? Right. You know. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so I should uh, pick a movie? Sure, yeah. I like watching movies. Yeah, yeah, so I. <clears throat> and once again, I am having trouble deciding between two movies here. I'd say the second one. Because if you thought of the first one, and you still weren't completely satisfied, and you thought of the second one, then it's probably the second one. Uh, no. No? No, yeah. no you're wrong. Uh, because I thought of the first one, like, four weeks ago. Oh, okay. And I did a coin toss and picked uh, The Abominable Dr. Fives. Under the uh, presumption that we would watch the other choice this time. Oh, okay. Uh, but, and I've been wanting to watch this for a while, uh, but my fear is that if I don't pick it, like, it will suddenly just go away from Netflix and, and I won't uh, right. be able to watch it. And then the other one is a movie that I've rented from Netflix and I have the physical disc of. It's already here. It's already here. Well, I mean, they're both here. Okay. Because one's on Netflix and the other one is on a disc. Uh, but the thing is, I should probably return the disc at some point. <laughs> and if I don't pick that one, then, you know, I'm going to have to watch it by myself. Which, I don't know if I... I mean, I want to watch it. But, you mm. know, I, I feel like it might be a good gutter trash pick. Sounds like a classic dilemma. Yeah. So... Another coin toss? Uh, might be. Yeah. I think I've got a... I've got a coin. Or maybe I can ask you just which movie you'd prefer to watch. Really? Yeah. This is a... A new thing. An uh, unprecedented yeah. move. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm going to give you both my options, and you're going to pick the one that you want to watch. Wow. Okay. And, uh, and then, you know, I'll just watch the other one by myself, or you can just hang out and watch it with me, and we don't review it. Listener, I'm going to pick the second one no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <clears throat> oh, no. I'm just not going to pick that one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
I'll, I'll pick which one sounds better. All right. Well, I'm afraid then you've already made up your mind then as soon as I tell you what they are. Oh, really? Yeah. Because uh, they're both vastly different. Okay. And also, I don't know what the other one is. Hmm. <laughs> oh. How do you know they're different? And I know who directed well, maybe it. Maybe they're not different. But I don't know they're different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So the first movie that I want to pick is called They Might Be Giants. Oh. And it is a movie from the 70s uh, starring George C. Scott as a guy who thinks he is Sherlock Holmes. And he is trying to solve murders even though he's not Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Okay. And then the other movie is called Wrong. And it is directed by Quentin Dupuis, whatever, who directed the movie Rubber. Okay. And I don't know anything else other than that. Wow. Okay, those both sound great. Yeah. Because um, only recently, like in the last year, did I find out that the term they might be giants was something other than a band name. Right. Like, I thought they just made up a right. band name. Um, and ever since I heard that, I was like, oh, I'd like to see that then. Right. Um, but then, then again, rubber. Right. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's a tough one. See? Yeah, I see your dilemma. Yeah. Um, man, now, now I feel like if I do pick the wrong one, I mean, like, literally the one called wrong. Right. Uh, you'll think I'm just picking it because it is the second one. No, yeah, I understand your dilemma. Uh, yeah. Because this is my dilemma. Yeah. yeah. Huh. 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 What if, you, what if we let the listener decide? Uh, that's not going to be good. <laughs> also, because nobody ever talks to us. Oh. <laughs> How about if no one writes in which to watch either one? <laughs> <laughs> And you have to hear us just talk about ourselves. We'll just describe ourselves for... <laughs> we'll each have 45 minutes to... All right. <laughs> um, like I describe you and you describe me. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, That'd be creepy. No, I, th- I think wrong sounds better to me. Wrong? Yeah. All right. Then that's what we're going to watch. Awesome. Wrong. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for letting me participate in your choice. Should I do the same next time? No, you don't have okay. to. Mm-hmm. But it, if you feel like but it. But to. it's allowed. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Awesome. Because I know the next comic I'm picking. Right. And then uh haven't decided on the movie yet. Yeah, I have no idea what my next comic is going to be. Awesome. Well, yeah. Wrong. Wrong. Is that... Do you know... Well, we can talk about it. I was going to say, do you know if that's his only other movie? or Rubber. That That's it? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Sweet. All right. Looking forward to it. Me too. All right, then. Let me go shoot off some fireworks in the alley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm going to go do. Yeah, because that's not annoying. Nope, not at all. Yeah. (sighs) Fucking Dayton, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's all beer cans and wrong day fireworks here. (laughs) All right, goodbye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. 
Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>